Here are some thoughts I have about teaching Hour 4. When we, um, last class or a few classes ago, if you tap there, this will bring you to the focus on the patterns that we have in each hour. In the first two hours, we've concentrated on patterns that utilize do, did, will, don't, didn't, won't as question forms. Questioning skills are the foundation of conversation. About 25%, I would think, of conversation is question making. Uh, they have to be able to know how to make and identify a, uh, questions being asked to them and in what tenses that's done. This is where you're going to come in to, to um, play here, to weave in and out of the different um, possibilities there to make sure that, that they um, are familiar and comfortable with them. In the third hour, which is the previous one, we've introduced them to the question-making skills with the verb to be. Whenever Emma's in a sentence, it always comes to the front to make the question. The, so there's a reason why we studied them together and um, separately here. The first part of every hour, the first five, ten minutes, is always used to review. You can use different uh, methods. I'm sure you have ones that are better than mine. Sometimes I will say, uh, do you want to study? They would repeat, do you want to study? Then they'd answer all together, I want to study. You know, uh, did he feel like going? Did he feel like going? They felt like going. You know, and just weave in and out of these. Uh, are you supposed to be meeting him? Are you supposed to be meeting him? I'm supposed to meet, be meeting him. Then I may get a student to stand up, and I, I will feed him the pattern. He makes a question. It's repeated by the other students, and they answer it. For example, um, I'm supposed to. He would say, uh, is he supposed to go? They would say, the students would say, is he supposed to go? He's supposed to go. And just run through these to find out you're there basically trying to be a devil's advocate of where the weaknesses are. Once again, weaknesses and mistakes are a platform for you to help them learn. So if they make a mistake, it's no big deal. It's expected and um, you're going to show them how they can benefit from that. In the fourth hour, we study patterns that do not use those do you, did you, will you, are you, is he, was he, those question formats. These, if you ever have can, should, would, have in a sentence, they always go to the front to make the question. Can you go? Could he go? Should he go? Would you like to go? Have you got to go? Here you see two forms of a verb together. Whenever they're, they're sitting right next to each other, this one always goes in front. Have, if it's followed by a noun, like I have money, you go back to the do, did, will question. But these are followed by got, been, and the past participle. So um, just as a, a point here for you, I had better, I better, and I ought to all have this same type of a feeling. However, they do not have the um, question format. So in that case, I'd have to make the sentence and they would have to repeat. 
Um, I should does have a past tense. I do not uh, dwell on it in this period because uh, later when we get to the subjunctive in about 15 hours, 10, 15 hours, um, I'll be going over that and as they will easily be able to um, assimilate that at that time. So, um, you know, I can has no future. I can go, I couldn't go. I would like to only has a present, no past and future. I don't make a big deal to, to make it very complicated f for the student because they're never going to hear can in the future tense. They're never going to hear I would like to in a future tense. It's just never used. I just want it to become, to mimic me. The more they mimic you, just like a child mimics a parent, they will begin to feel comfortable with it and make it a part of themselves. So here then we get, we're going to study these patterns. Um, we go to hour four. Uh, this is the PDF I print. Uh, as you see here, I just have a positive and a negative here. And because these patterns are rather limited in their ability to go from the, the present to the past to the future, I just have it like this. So I would go through these one at a time and then back, go on to this pattern, review this pattern. You're just weaving back and forth. Have you got, you know, have you got to study? Where have you got to study? I would tell them, for example, I only want you to answer who. When I ask a who question, him. The answer is him. Um, who can you see? I can see him. Who should you meet? I should meet him. Who would you like to teach? I would like to teach him. Who have you got to meet? I have got to meet him. Who have you been seeing? I have been seeing him. So. Obviously, here I'm beginning to introduce the past tense. Um, let me show you here. Uh, the way I handle it is, um, if you go back up here, um, the the past tense. I give them a brief overview of the past tense. You know. I have studied, I studied, they're relatively the same, it brings you up to the present. The only one which is a bit different and more dynamic is I have been because it carries you right into the present. These other variations here, although they are used in English, we are going to study those later. We're just concentrating on this and this at this point. We do have the irregular verb. Um, and if you print this PDF, if they're not familiar with irregular verbs, I have um, a short list of them. There's the regular verb. This is um, I begin, I began, I have begun. So this is used with have whenever have in the past participle is used or had in the past participle. If they have never been subjected to this irregular verbs before. I would just tell them there's too many to memorize at one time. Just take five very common ones, get used to them, and then go on from there. But to memorize them all at the same time is a, a big source of frustration and a waste of time. Um, so I also have um, This, by the way, are um, 
I, this is Korean, but I, if you have Korean students only, there is, uh, I've identified the exact or relatively exact pattern used in, in, another, in their language. Um, this here, if you want another um, method that you'd like to get some ideas on and, and so forth, in each of the first couple of chapters, I have these little U sections. If you press on here, it will bring it to a YouTube section. And um, once you zip out of the, um, the ad, um, I, there's, there's a way to do it also with um, the flashcards that I mentioned to you before. You know, and I briefly go through the, the patterns. I do put these, um, um, manually put in the captions for you. So at the very beginning of this, um, it basically goes you, before we even start, lesson four, it begins to show you the breadth of patterns, the wealth of feelings that they're beginning to be able to express. So I hope that's um, helpful for you.